1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework.
0: Welcome back to the rework and happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the United States, I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful that you're here whenever you're listening to this. The next four episodes of this podcast are going to be a four-part series originally broadcast by Jed Toffer on the podcast, This Conversation, earlier this year. And it's a four-part series called Pixels to Product, all about pricing your work. And we had such a huge, amazing, great response to these podcast episodes that I begged Jed to let me rebroadcast them on my podcast. And of course, he is so generous and so great. And he said, of course, that we could. And so thank you to Jed Toffer at this conversation podcast and to White House Custom Color for allowing that to happen. So Dig in, enjoy the next four episodes, getting you through the end of this year, through the end of the busy season. If you have some time and you can sit and think about next year and how you want to price your products, how you want to change some things in your business, I think you'll find a lot of goodness here. And lastly, I just want to thank you for making it so fun to be a podcaster, which if you told me a year ago that I would have a podcast, I would have thought you were crazy, but it's really been so fun to come up with the content for this podcast. You're so generous in your DMs and your reviews, and I just appreciate you so much. I love this community. And so I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. And I just know that I'm thankful for you.
2: What we're trying to do, correct me if I'm wrong again, is that we're going to be really talking to couple distinct groups, right? Yes. But the things that we're going to be talking about apply to both. They're going to be coming at them from different angles and different perspectives, very yes. distinct, very different, distinct perspectives. And yet what we're going to be saying and discussing is is equally applicable to both. Yes. Photo church. That's what we're doing. Word. Okay. Preach. doesn't matter where you're at.
0: You all need church. (laughs) Even if you don't believe in church, you need meditation, but you need something.
2: Right. right. We need something. So principle, principle. Okay. 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 Let's go. So the, the first thing we're going to talk about if from what I, like this section, this segment is going to be focused on developing a product line or refreshing what you already have to go back to what you were just talking about for the people that want to just throw it all in the trash. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's focus on developing a product line.
0: All right. So the first thing that you have to do when you're developing a product line, in my opinion, is that I always like to go from macro view and then micro and then macro Mm -hmm. and then micro. So going macro on this, I have to want to sell product. So, If you haven't been selling product, if you've only been selling digital files, you have to want to, you have to put your head there and think, okay, this could be a good thing for me. So that's sometimes a pretty hard, that's a pretty high threshold for some people. Like, look, I don't want to mess with it. When I first started in this business for the first three months, I thought, I don't want to mess with prints. I don't, I don't want to have to crop those images to fit in an eight by 10. Like that is just too much trouble. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with people having opinions and look at all those finishes and I can't Mm -hmm. figure that out. So I don't want to deal with that. I just want to shoot some fun pictures, do the fun part that I like, make them look cute and then have somebody pay me money for them. Mm -hmm. And um, then I realized very quickly, I had a good friend that was a photographer in another part of town. She sat me down and said, look, it sounds sexy to do that, but it's, it's unsustainable. You'll just be working yourself into the ground. And actually it's not that great for your clients either, because they don't have, they don't have a finished product. They don't, mm-hmm. you're not finishing the job for them. And so I, I realized that was absolutely true. I'd come from, a, I'd owned a scrapbooking store before, and I was totally convinced of the value of archival nature, photography, of of memories and permanence and all of that. And so for, I don't know why I just like took leave of my senses there for a minute, but it was really just the idea of, I don't want to have to deal with it. I don't want to have to have, you know, inventory or have people come and sell in person to them. It just seemed very much easier to just put it online and have
2: them deal with it. How much of it was because you were afraid?
0: Oh, well, I was kind of afraid. I was also just lazy. I mean, I would, I would like well, to say both that for me, it was, fear, me, it
2: was actually and lazy. They, yeah. And they play off of each other. Don't think yeah, totally. you know, I'm afraid and I'm lazy and I'm lazy yeah. and I'm afraid. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you just, and you just like throw it away. But really yeah. the reality is, isn't it that, that 90% of the, of the work, like the heavy lifting at that point is really done. And for whatever reason, we get to a point on the other side of it that we convince ourselves that, Oh, I don't want to mess with all of that. I mean, you've already done all this stuff and you're essentially saying, you know what? I don't want to do another hour or two's worth of work for lots of money. Yeah.
0: Well, and also, you real. I realized. So, what the the tipping point for me? I had that conversation with with my friend, and I thought, okay, I understand what you're saying because I had had a business before, so I understood. Profit and loss, sustainability. But also my sister, I had given her some files. I shot pictures of her boys. And so she went to Costco and had the black and white printed up, the canvas, the 20 by 30 canvas on her wall, her huge ginormous wall and had this 20 by 30 canvas in the middle, tiny little postage stamp in the middle of the wall that was green, that was supposed to be black and white, but was actually green.
2: Right. Right. Because,
0: you know, Costco. And she's like, I came over and I sat on the wall and I'm like, "What in the heck is going on?" And she's like, "I know. I told everybody in the neighborhood that you're doing photography now." And I'm like, "Get that down." No, take it down <laughs> right now. And then I realized, wait, do have I met myself? Do I realize that actually I have to control everything? I have to control everything. I can't if it has my name on it. I just don't know. I I just don't know what I was thinking. I think I was just tired. I'd sold my last business and I thought I just wanted a no maintenance business. I wanted passive income or
2: something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway. So we have to want to. So once we want to do something, it's very interesting to me how whenever I decide, I finally decide, okay, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I have clarity on that. And I want to do it. Then the how-to becomes very easy. It's very accessible. I can find any how-to, YouTube, the, the internets, the interwebs, it's all really, really good now.
2: I don't know if you've noticed,
0: it's really good right now. So then we go- I can tell if you're being
2: sarcastic or not.
0: No, I know, but I mean, it's so good. I mean, I remember like in, you know, I don't know, early 2000s, the internet wasn't that good. It's really good now.
2: Well, the internet is really good now, but you also get a bunch of baloney. Totally. Right? I mean, yeah, the the information is there, but okay, I'll play your devil's advocate. The information is there, but there's a ton of it. Mm -hmm. And now I have to spend my time it's like trying to figure out what's junk and what's not junk and what's fluff and what has real substance, right? right. right? I mean, maybe there was a sweet spot in like 2011 when <laughs> it was all really great. And then we kind of went the other way and just kept adding, 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 adding. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've seen some stuff out there that is subpar. It's true.
0: And there's also a lot of, you know, there are a lot of people that, to- that are talking that don't have the street cried to back it up. So shouldn't be talking. For sure. So I think, you know, what so when we're thinking what's the how-to, we look at trusted vendors, we look yeah. at people that have businesses that we that we know actually are walking the walk. They're not just right. talking. They're not just running an education business. They actually have a going concern. Mm-hmm. And so we're listening to those people. And um, I'm a big fan, big fan of PPA professional photographers of America. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like their education is stellar. They always, they, they're all of their speakers are very vetted really well. So, yeah. um, you know, just a little plug there for PPA. I'm a big fan of that. So that's a good place to start PPA.com. There's some good education, material, educational materials there. And then um, there are labs, you know, obviously White House, we're sponsored by White House. But the thing that, one of the things I love about White House is they have such, they really invested in the education of their yeah. clients. Mm-hmm. And so just that, I just got yesterday on uh, my email, the monthly email that has like all the, all the things like selling mm-hmm. this, selling that. I think that's really, I mean, obviously they're trying to sell product, yeah. but they're helping you sell it, which is... Super smart rather than just here's our 57,000 things that we offer. Do you want a keychain or you want a 60 inch canvas? You know, they're giving you a rationale behind that. So I really, I really like that. So, other You know, searching for that information, looking at people that are running businesses that um, are legit and, um, you know, partnering with vendors who have a level of of quality. That's, you know, a really, really great place to start. Mm -hmm. Also, just that going back to that mindset part for a second, too, is thinking that really this is the best thing for you, your business to be profitable and sustainable. And it's also the best thing for your client. Because I know that you and I, you're younger than I am, but we both lived through a lot of iterations of digital technology. And we know that like those discs that we were burning back in the day, you know, it's like shoot and burn is even, it doesn't even apply anymore because nobody's burning anything. They're just, you know, they're uploading files to Dropbox or Pixie Set or, you know, whatever the, whatever the thing is now but those those things will change and so what in my mind once the we have photographed and deliver that image just the image that's really only maybe a third or maybe a quarter of the work you know a quarter of the job maybe half of it depending on how much retouching you do but then you've got to you know you've got to print that frame it and then for our studio we deliver and install it so I we're doing a full turnkey uh, delivery of product to a client. So now to start, when you hear that in the beginning, if you're new, those of you who are like, okay, well, I wanted to until I heard you start talking. You and just now,
2: overwhelmed I, me. I Throw myself I off the
0: bridge, right? Yep. So for those of you who are putting your head there, baby stepping into in-person sales and, and a product, it really is just starting very, very simple with one, maybe a single product. So you don't have to carry canvas. You know, you don't have to offer canvas and fine art prints and metal prints and acrylic prints and all of that. I think that's a really good way to get completely overwhelmed because that requires you to have a lot of samples. If you don't have a studio, where are you going to show all of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think that presents can present some problems. So, where do you go to figure out what is your first product? And so for me, that is how as the artist how do you think your work is best displayed? Mm -hmm. So your particular work. So Ansel Adams, I think we all have heard of him. Yep. He printed everything on a silver gelatin print on on fiber based paper at 16 by 20. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't out there like, do you want that in a 40 by 60 doing it in the 11 by 14 and got some wallets of you know moonrise over towels no it was 16 by 20 printed by the artist fiber-based print that was it that was the way that his work was collected so I think that's interesting to think about from our perspective because we're coming from the portrait world that historically we're thinking about maybe high volume studios um where they're doing, you know, oh, you want that picture? You want five by seven for grandma and five by seven for grandpa, and then the the, the wallets and all those things. But right. what if we thought of it more of as as an artist, and we thought, how does my particular work, how is it best displayed and presented? Right. So that's when you think of different photographers that you admire, or when you think of somebody that maybe has a very lifestyle out in the field, a backlit, like very atmospheric how that work would be presented on the wall in somebody's home versus like my own work is very uh, almost commercial in nature. There's like a featureless background. It's very, uh, a lot of negative space. Those might be two different things. So, so when you think about your work and you're looking through a website of a lab and you're thinking, wow, I really love that thing. You know, so if, it, if you're outdoorsy and it's really organic, maybe it's printed on wood. You know, and that's all you do for the first product. You're doing something that's new, it's cool, it's interesting, and it's and it's going in the house in this particular way. I think that's really a great place to start. And so for those of us who've been in business for a while, are we selling the things that really display our work? to the fulfillment of our artistic vision? Is it, really, is it really showing what it is that we want to do? Or have we, have we been to too many trade shows and lost ourselves along the way somewhere? Like, do we need to double down on the very best?
2: I think it's easy to get lost in products and people do it all the time because there's so many. Here, th- that's the other thing that's changed yeah. in the last 15 or 20 years is that labs offer gazillions of options, right? Yeah. And I think that in and of itself can be can turn people off and they just say, I'm not even gonna deal with it because there's just so many things. I I take an approach and here's I was I'm gonna try to set this up so that I can ask you. I say focus first on wall display products, things that go on the wall. Now I don't get as I don't get as specific maybe as you do with, oh, if, if my artistic style is more conducive to something printed on wood that I'm going to just focus on that one product initially. I mean I hear you saying that that's initially so as not to be overwhelmed you just pick one that you think is most conducive to your style and who you are as an artist. But from a broad standpoint would you are there many people that you would, it would that you would not advise to initially focus on wall wall portraits or wall wall art because two reasons the margin is there uh typically if you price it right which we'll get to at some point i'm sure but then the other thing is you know as opposed to something like an album where you're dealing with 30 40 80 images right and there's a, that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of work in re- Too many. relative to well relative yeah. to one big 30 40 or 40 60 you know that's that's an, that's the appropriate size for the room of course i mean bigger is not always better you want it it it, like the image in your sister's house was too small you there are cases where the image can just be obnoxiously big and right so but to for the right size to focus on that one image of of wall art is is there very many scenarios where you would not suggest starting there
0: yeah no i i think absolutely you should start if what i'm hearing you say because you're asking it in a roundabout way but i think what you're saying is yeah you should start with wall art yeah you're like, is there a, a way that you shouldn't not <laughs> you not yes i, I, would I say use triple negative wall art start with wall art Right. Yes, right yes however however depending everything's always depending in photography right like what lens do you use it depends what shutter speed do you use it depends mm-hmm. what product do you want it depends So if you are living in Manhattan and you're a Manhattan photographer and everybody is living in tiny, little, very small spaces, Uh then, and that's your clientele, then that's going to be different than if you live out here in the West where the houses are huge, the walls are huge, the ceilings are huge. So the scale is completely different. Or Virginia, you know, in the East Coast where they're lower ceilings, high hearths, you know, there's no. a lot of space above those fireplaces. So I think that you do have to take, take that into account. That might be getting a little, you know, far afield, but, but we definitely want to take into that. I want to create wall art for my clients' homes. I'm creating art. My tagline is art that happens to be your family. So art is, is in your home that just, it just happens to be your family, but it is art for your home. That's what we're doing. And then if we're not doing anything on the wall, then it is an album. So that, those are the only two products now there might be some variations in those products, but those—that's all I'm selling: wall art or albums. Period. I am not selling printable digital files. That's it.
2: You—you you do not sell printable digitals. I do not, even of the images that they purchase.
0: Um, I provide social media files for those, but they—they they do sign a disclosure that says that they are not to, that they will not print them. And I mean, of course, I'm sure some have, but um, right. but we're, we both know when, when that happens, that it's very clear. So anything that they're purchasing, they will receive the social media files for. So that answers the question of, I want to share them on social media or post them on Instagram Then I don't have to
2: ask it because that's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah. From a product standpoint, right? Because Mm -hmm. uh, like, don't you think that that can be a product in in and of itself or you don't treat it that way? Social media files. I mean, so social media is kind of a big deal.
0: For sure. And I, I've toyed, I, I know photographers that charge for that, that charge for the social media, that charge for the product, and then also mm-hmm. charge for the social media files as well. And I think that's perfectly legitimate. I know people that do a hybrid business where they do, um, a, they have a product line and like with a minimum product spend, then the digital files are available to be purchased mm-hmm. printable digital files.
2: Yeah.
0: And then of course, with my commercial work, that's all we're doing. We're not doing print. We're right. not doing final product, we're doing digital files. So, but I do separate the, my commercial work and my portrait work. It's very, it's very clear that there are two different things.
2: Well, they are very separate too. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you, you don't, I mean, you, you separate them, sure, but you don't, you almost don't have to separate them because they're so separate.
0: Yeah. Right. But it can be easily muddied. And I, and I feel like that's where, when you're new, you're kind of like, okay, how does this business work? Yeah. And how does it, you know how does it not work so i what i found when i came into the industry which was like 2005 is the only it was only been like 2 years before that 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 digital cameras outsold film cameras so 2003 was the first year that digital uh, cameras outsold film mm-hmm. cameras so it was still mm-hmm. very new and um, and I had had a lot of experience with portrait photographers. I was in a different business prior, but um, my mom was a, I mean, she was a photographer's dream. She had her pho- kids, she had us photographed all the time um, for different reasons. You know, the two-year-old pictures, the Baptism picture, the family picture. Like she was a really great client and always did really like the high-end stuff, like the hand painted, you know, nice. hand tinted, like gorgeous. And I have all of those now that my mom is gone. Um, I have all of those beautiful images on my wall, and all of my siblings were able to have their own um
1: mm-hmm.
0: pictures of themselves. So I'm, I'm I'm a big believer in that. But what I what I found when I came into the industry, and then one of the reasons why I was kind of anti-product was that I thought I I'd seen how. the old school, I call it the old school oversell had worked, you know, like get people in a room, take a bunch of pictures, get your paper proofs out there, and then just browbeat them into buying all of them, you know, and make them feel like they're going to be held hostage. We're going to rip these up. We're going to burn them. If you don't buy them, you know, never see them again. Yeah. And so I, I, I hated that. So I didn't want to be that weird salesy person, but then I also very quickly noticed that with a lot of women coming into the industry in the early 2000s, um, it was a lot of women were as hobbyists, you know, were weekend warriors with a camera, whatever, Mm -hmm. mom with a camera. I was a mom with a camera. Um, But they were really devaluing their time, either because they already had another source of income Mm -hmm. or because they just devalued. They just didn't think they didn't have the confidence or whatever, fear, I mean, put put something to that. And so that I would call the new school undersell. So we had old school oversell, which was just high pressure. And then the new school was just like, no, nothing required of you. Let me just slay myself on an altar. Let me chase your children around the park for three hours, bring all the props, make it cute, style the whole thing, retouch for 30 hours, and then charge you $300 for a disc of file. Yeah, if
2: that, yeah,
0: if that, if that, that would be a high end, right? Right. And so, I, I think I don't like either one of those. And so, I think when yeah. we get in this bifurcated thinking of like it's got to be this or this, that's usually when I find a way. I'm not really a, a very good rule follower. I'm like, well, how could I do this the way that I want to do it? Mm-hmm. How could I make this work in a way that I? that I would like it. And it would be fun for me to do a way that I really see that it should be done. Philosophically, I'm believing in it. And then also supports my family because with our family, hundred percent of our income is created through photography, through our portrait studio. That is how we pay for weddings. That's how we paid for college. That's how we pay for the mortgage and keep the lights on. Like we're all in a hundred percent. There's no hobby happening over here.
2: Right. So, so I, I, hear yourself, I hear you self. I hear you saying that, like, how can I make this work for me? What, what can I do to kind of fashion this into something that is sustainable for me and my family, right? So if, if you are talking to somebody that's in that same boat, and what you're saying is resonating with them right now, and and maybe it's not that that's the, that all their eggs are in there are in that basket, but maybe it's somebody that's like, you know i want to do this and i want it to be worth my time and i and i want to look back and and feel good about what i did and the time that i spent and that feel as though i was compensated properly for my time right so even right. the people that do have another stream of revenue coming in right mm-hmm. um, and 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 they're not offering products or or and you're saying well let's you know start with start with wall portraits right or start with considering wall art um what's the what is the then what at that point like then what they're like, okay, I'm in, I'm going to, I'm going to offer frame prints, or I'm going to, I'm going to add gallery wraps, maybe, maybe metals, whatever, whatever they decide. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's the, then, then what, then what? Do they so
0: do? then what is that you're, it's simple is you're keeping it very, very simple. Because for, for me, and I think this is true for a lot of people is, and I can't sell anything to my clients that I'm not a hundred percent convinced of that I don't believe down to like the marrow of my bones. I, I can't just, I'm not one of those people that can just be like, oh, well, this is the sales technique of the week. Let's just try that and see how it goes. Cause I don't really care. I'm too, way too invested. So I, I, I have to truly believe it. So that I would then ask if you had to choose, you know, if you had only if you could choose only one product on which to print your work, what would that be? You know, and so you start there. So for okay. me, I, I, I have several different ways that I print my product, but let's just say that I had to pick one. For me, it would be a fine art print. That That's my favorite. Well, actually, my if I could do anything, it would be like a selenium tone fiber-based print printed in the dark room. you know, like, but that's not happening. So the closest thing to that a fine art g clay print on beautiful paper that's beautifully framed, and so that might be with an eight ply rag mat, or it might be just framed directly to the image. So those, that to me, if I if you made me take away everything else, I could give up canvas, I could give up everything else, but that fine art print to me is how I most like to see my work. Now my stuff looks great on acrylic because mm-hmm. it's very commercial looking. Yeah very sleek, but I don't really love acrylic. I don't really love necessarily for my work. It's not my favorite. My favorite is the fine art print. So um, I would start there. And then obviously if we don't have wall, then we go, then I have albums. Uh-huh. And I do use the white, the white house uh, custom color albums and the the heavy board book that just says yep. the lay flat where there's yep. no gutter because mm-hmm. I, my stuff has again, no context no background so my background is either white or it's gray and I want to have that full bleed I don't believe in boxes I just mm. want full mm-hmm. bleed so I want it to I those work perfectly
2: you want the spread to be an image
0: yeah I want it to be look like a you know a Barnes and Noble coffee table book but with right. thicker pages. Yeah right that's my right. favorite so those so to me those are those things. So now when you say that when you think well that's boring well there's a lot of variation within that right because fine art print. Well, what are the sizes then? How many sizes are you selling?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, there's all these sizes. How many with the album? What are you selling? So the album 10 by 10 convinced of the 10 by 10, 12 by 12 is too big. Eight by eight is too little. Did it, who said that? Me. That's, that's what I said. That's how I like my work to be that way. I feel like 12 by 12 is too big. It's like huge. <laughs> and then eight by eight is too little for me. I like 10 by 10. So now I had, do I have, I had people request eight by eight? Yes. And when I print them for them, yes. Is it any less money? No. It's the same because it's the same amount of work. and you know, just a little bit less paper isn't going to make any difference, right? So, what and if then they want a twelve I by
2: twelve. I would try to convince.
0: I would try of to convince them to not do that, but I would do it. it you know, this, but then that the, would that, that would be an upcharge.
2: Oh, up oh, that would be an upcharge. No,
0: that would be an charge. Yeah. yeah, so less than so, but that's an interesting. Okay, when we get to price, <laughs> we're going to I don't want
2: to. I don't want to put the cart before the horse.
0: If you're feeling like you don't have the control that you want in the processes in your business, meaning you shoot an amazing session, you get the client into an in-person sales meeting, and somehow it just goes wrong. Either what they said they want, they didn't really want, you weren't able to close the sale. There's just some problem along the way. I can really trace any of those kinds of problems back to not performing my client consultation correctly. And so I've developed a form for that. Our client consultation sheet that we use in our business every single day is available to you free of charge at do the rework.com. Go there, sign up, download it and use it in your business. Start using it immediately and you will be amazed at how it improves the experience for your clients how it clarifies what it is that they want to purchase from you and what you want to shoot for them. It just gets everybody on the same page. You have all the information right where you need it and it just makes things better. So go to do the rework.com and download it there. Getting your sample. So, okay. So then what, then what is okay. I'm convinced I've convinced my mind. I want to sell products. Okay, what product am I going to sell? How do I best like to see my work sold? If I had to only pick one, what would it be? Okay, really limit yourself. This is so hard for artists to do. One thing, get a sample of that. Get a beautiful sample of that. Now, if you haven't worked with labs before, you're trying to figure out how to do that. It's really important that, like for me, I just said I shoot on a white, I shoot with a white background, a gray background, sometimes a little darker, maybe a painted background. I want to have... I want to send to the lab several samples of all the ways that I shoot. Okay, so if I was shooting on location, if I was shooting in studio, or whatever, I would team up with the lab. I would get get one of the reps on the phone and say, "Okay, I'm going to send you, the, I'm going to send you several samples of how I shoot, and then I want to see what those look like, and in like an eight by ten in the in the substrate that I want to be it to be printed on, right. and then have those sent. Because if you have not been printing your work, let me just tell you, if you've only been optimizing for screen you're 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 gonna hate both me and jed after this happens because you're gonna get him back and you're gonna be like and i thought I was a good photographer and it's I it's not the
2: same it's not it's not
0: the same Mm-mm. it's a completely different so you have to yep. know that going in that this is this is a commitment it is it's we're in for the long haul and and we have to just it's a, we're learning new things we're growing Developing as human
2: beings, I feel beings, like so. it's the difference between a studio band that can sound really good on an album, and then you go see them live. Yeah, and you're like, oh, they, they don't quite have the talent that I that I thought they did. And it's not just about talent, but it's about the fact that on a screen, the screen is so forgiving. Yeah, right. Yeah, but when you have that thing printed, you know the the fact that those that that, that contrast is at a level that's that that the blacks are. Are, there's no detail in the darks and the whites are completely blown out. That becomes that much more apparent printed, right? Yep. Yes, for sure. Among many, it's, among many other things.
0: And it was really interesting to me because I have um, one of my employees that I love. She's, she does all of my retouching for me. She's also an associate photographer. She was in business the same, she started her business the same year that I did. So we've both been in, in the photography world for, you know, like 16 years. Yeah. And, uh, and when she came to work with me four years ago, three, four years ago, and she had only ever been shoot and burn. And she occasionally would have some things like they would order through like a, a client portal, you know, somewhere order you know, stuff, yeah. but she had never really had to work that back end of the business. And I just assumed that she knew what I knew and then, you know, she would do the retouching and then we would go to print the stuff. And it was like, oh wait a minute. So that was a learning curve for her, but it was really interesting to me to realize, wow, like there was a whole, there was a whole subset of skills that what, that just wasn't there because she was used to just optimizing for screen. And, and people were, you know, printing like a small canvas and some prints. It was fine. They they didn't know the difference, but, but when we're charging what we're charging we're doing, we're going in a different direction, then it requires a different skill set So that's not to scare anybody off. It's just,
2: Well, it's, you're being honest and you're putting, I like that you're putting it out there that, Hey, you know what? There is work involved here. There is education involved here. There are things that you need to learn and know how to do. But what I hear you saying is that it's very, very worth it. It might even be necessary in order for you to stay in business or at least to thrive in your business. And it's, 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 it's the right thing to do for your client. Right. Right. It's, it's, you're, 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 you're finishing, you're, you're, you're providing them a finished product, right? You're giving them what they want. Otherwise, it's more of a disservice. You're just kind of letting them out there to, you know, here's all your stuff. Okay. Now go. Right. And, and what they do is not going to be what, what you're capable of doing.
0: Well, they're not going to do anything with it. They're going to post it. They're going to maybe do like a Shutterfly Christmas card. Yeah. They might, you know, post it on Instagram and get their chat book, but it, it's never as special as it could be. And so, and now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean to say this is the only way to do it. There, of course, there are a lot of different ways that you could be in business. But for me, I I think this will resonate with uh, with all your of your listeners, those of us who've been doing it for a while, or even those of us who haven't been. Is that at some point you're working really really hard and you're like. Am I making this special enough? Like there are pieces of my soul hanging on the walls all over my town. There because I put myself, I I psychologically hacked that rotten mm. three-year-old to get him to look at me and give me that heartbreaking expression. I managed that <laughs> moment between the 13-year-old son who wasn't getting the smartphone that he wanted and his mm. dad that's telling him he's gonna ground him, and mm. actually brokered détente between those two and actually got a picture where they they loved each other. And so, so well put that. It's so yeah. hot, right? it's so hard now that's before that's before we know what shutter speed or we know what lens or we know yeah. where to put them to make the light like not taking technique completely out of it. I took time away from my family to go spend mm-hmm. time with another family to help them see how special what oh. this thing is they did called family yeah. and and that to me, I want to make that as special. I mean, that's an overly used word, but I, I want that to be priceless to them. And yeah. I want them to come back and do it again next year and the year after that, because I want to watch those kids grow up over a period of time. And the best way to do that for me is not to just give them something that is disposable, that's just disposable imagery, because they can get that from anybody that's the commodity, right? Is, is a set of files for X number of dollars. They yeah. can get that from anybody. And I tell my clients that. So when they call and they say, whoa, I had no idea it was going to be that expensive. You know, I just needed some files for like Facebook and like to do my Christmas card. I just say, look, you don't need me for that. That's like a right. 357 Magnum. Like you, when you need something on your wall that is to perfection, that is delivered and installed, that is a piece of art for your home, or an album. That's what you need me for. And then I'll do your holiday cards too, but you don't need me. There are 10 girls in your neighborhood with a nice camera that can do that for you for way less money. And so when I say that to them, they're just like, well, okay. And you can see them or you can hear the gears click in their mind. And they, and so one of two answers, one is, well, no, actually I do want stuff in my home.
1: Mm. Then we
0: enter another conversation or two, you know, actually I hadn't really thought about that. I do just need some quickie files for Facebook. I'm going to go call the girl in my neighborhood with a nice camera, but can I book you for February? Because I really want to get some great art on my wall. So, so now yeah. here's the thing. This is the sad thing. This is the heartbreaking thing. Is that not that girl with the nice camera that she's going to call to do her Facebook pictures? That girl might be, the most amazing, soulful, beautiful photographer like that does this amazing work But because she has not valued it because she has not made it special and communicated that to her client. She is never going to get paid what she's worth for that because she's set the value too low. Yeah. And then the client is never going to have it be that special. It's going to be on some frigging Shutterfly card. That's not even cute. And or some green canvas from Costco.
2: Yeah you yeah. You you're right, you're right. I you you this is church. I do feel like I'm in I'm in church. Um but it makes me think of what you said earlier and I want to make I want to circle back to this for a second. And I want to get this right. I feel as though what you were saying is I don't I don't want to offer anything that I can't feel good about myself did you say something like that and as far as products go like i i need to offer the products that really uh speak to me or that i feel really um are 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 conducive to who i am and my style
0: basically what i what i'm saying is that we're already making so many decisions. We're helping the client figure out what to wear. We're deciding where to shoot. We're figuring out what lenses. We're making all these creative and technical decisions. um, When to press that shutter, how to frame it. There's just all of this art and thought and care going into this. And then we're going to retouch it and make it beautiful and make it amazing and do all this and then nothing. Then we're just going to give the file or, the product just becomes a continuance of that is that then the print is like gorgeous and juicy and lovely and amazing. And then it's framed right. And then, then it's ultimately displayed in their home. So that when they walk past that every day, they're just like, Oh, I do love my kids. I do love my kids. I really, I, I get all,
2: I get, all. That. I get all that. And I, I, we're on the same page there. I, what I, what I'm trying to get at, I'm, I'm again, I use too many words sometimes, but you do, do you find yourself in a position ever where you, there's a, there's a product. Let's, let's just use an example. Metals. Yeah. Let's say you hated metals. You hate them. You don't like what your stuff looks like on them. You. It's just not your style, whatever the reason is, who knows whatever the reason is. But then you have a client base that really starts gravitating, for whatever reason, towards metals. Somebody discovers, oh, you can get metals? And, and you say, yeah, well, you know, I, I, we don't really sell metals or however you word it. But then they're like, I really want that on a metal. And they get a big metal for whatever reason. And then their friends want it. And then their friends want it. And you got this metal epidemic, you know, spreading in your town. And you hate metals. Do you, do you yeah. at that point bend and say well you know everybody wants metals i hate what my stuff looks like on metals but everybody wants it and it's a great way to make lots of money so i'm going to do it or do you not even allow that to occur or something? I don't allow it to occur i don't allow it to occur because i don't i
0: don't feel i won't say medals because i have done metals before but i shot specifically to go
2: on medals. but like for, fill, you know, in the blank. For your, fill in the blank fill
0: in the, fill in the blank so yes i feel like that we have to be experts we have to know um, what is the best, what is the best thing for our client? What is the best thing for their home? And so I would not, I I don't ask my client, well, what do you think? What do you want to print this on? I just say, this is what, this, this, this is, this is the way the art is collected. It's this, it's this, or it's this. And then I have the samples that are on my wall and they can see. Now, what what's interesting is when product evolves, okay? So what's interesting to me is the high-end client is they're over canvas big time. Like the ship has sailed. We probably, I don't know if we want to say that in this podcast, but they the,
2: the, especially the one well, and that a half. May be true. That may be true for you in right. your market. Exactly. So yes. that's, so, I think it's so fair to I say. I for what I is
0: that I have never been, I've never loved canvas to begin with. And so mm. now I find that the fine art print or acro- acrylic, you know, the, the slick, the more slick, more, uh, tons of detail that as, as interiors are going to more, more modern, I'm finding that that is where people are going. So they're less likely. So people will evolve, but, and we have to evolve, I think ahead of them because we have to evolve with how do I want to see my work displayed? What is the best manifestation of my work and marrying that with this client's home? So That metal epidemic that wouldn't happen with my clients because I I wouldn't allow that to happen. Now that being said, I have had I did have one client that came and she wanted because I don't believe in multiple pictures on one thing like Mm -hmm. like a collage. I'm Mm -hmm. philosophically opposed to the collage. So, but there are a lot of people that do great with collages, but I don't like it. (laughs) And so I had a client. She's like, okay, I want to do like this this twenty by ten thing that has, she has five kids with five, five by sevens on it. And I'm like, I, I said, I'm philosophically opposed to that. I just told her, And she's like, well, I've done it every year. They just moved here. You know, I've done it every year with this other photographer. So you're saying I'm going to have to go hire another photographer to get the five by sevens on the, and she was doing a really nice order. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, but I will lie. If, I, if you ever tell anybody that I did it,
2: you were and that, so that upfront with her.
0: I, oh yeah, I just said I'm philosophically opposed to that. And she was like, okay. So, I mean, she didn't say like, well, then I'm gonna go to another photographer. She just said right. she was really gonna go hire another photographer just to shoot those five headshots so that she could have it on that thing. Well, no, of course I wasn't gonna make her do that, but it, I wasn't happy about it. I mean, of course <laughs> we're always gonna have little things where we make rules, but that's not, my, that's not my standard go-to.
2: But isn't the, okay. So my point is ultimately this, doesn't it really come down to at the end of the day that you're the boss. Like sure. I, I, I find I find myself running into people so many times over the years where they're just like, "What should I do?" Like I don't know how to. And doesn't it come down to, yeah, you can set these rules and these policies and these regulations, and we're not going to do this, and my studio is not going to do this, and this is how we're going to do this, and this. And then if you want to break that rule, you're the boss, so you can say, "Yeah, you know, we don't do it that way. This is how we do it, and and that would never happen in my studio because of this, that, and the other." And then immediately you can come back and say, well, you know, this one time this lady, and you can say, and I did it. I yeah. wasn't happy about it. It's not what we do, but I did it. And why did right. you do it? Because you're the boss.
0: Right. But also too, like uh, that's actually when, when you said metal. Okay. So I had a, my sister's an interior designer and she had right. a client and she said, I want to do. A picture of these kids, we we conceptualized everything, of the, a picture of these kids, and I want it to go above the range, cooktop, open yeah. gas oven, okay, right. on the backsplash behind yeah. the range, all right? right? So we shot these kids with these big, like, metal circus letters that said EAT, and these little kids are all, like, hanging off these letters. Well, so she's like, and I want it to be acrylic, open flame, heat. you know, like, did you want it to be a Salvador Dali image where they're all like,
2: Melty,
0: you know, so I talked to the lab and we realized this was when metals were like bit, brand, brand new, that dive bond process was coming into being. And they said, well, you know, you could do this with metal and it would actually look very similar. And so that's what we did. So, I, so sometimes a client could come up with something that actually stretches you and makes you investigate something so, you know, I, I, I talk like a hard A, like, like, oh, I never do that in my studio, you know? Well, generally, I don't let people boss me around about like, oh, I, you know, oh, I was online the other night and I saw the mouse pads. Can I get my stuff printed on a mouse pad? No. Nope. No,
2: no, no. Because, we're not doing, and you oh. can do that because you're
0: the boss. Right.
2: That, uh, but that was, that's. But yeah. Okay. Be
0: open to other, be open to collaborating, you know, too.
2: Okay. Um, so ra- wrap, wrap it up and summarize where we're at for, for people. With, with how to develop a product line um, specifically or refresh your existing product line.
0: So developing a product line is basically just deciding that you want to do it. You're convinced that product is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Or that's if you're new. If you are, have been in business for a while and you're sick of what you're selling, are you, walk through your studio, look at the, your samples, even if you don't have a studio. Are they dusty? Are the kids wearing things from 1985? Um, you know, are the images more than five years old? I mean, and, and it's hard to do that when you've like, oh, that merited that was a award winning print, whatever. It's are time to stonewash
2: jeans in your, in your, in your, well, those print. are back are now. Are they're they, back. are they where you, I hope, oh my gosh, but they're, back, but they, if they're someone but wearing back bugle back, boys, they're like
0: stonewashed joggers, you know, or something like that, you oh know, so gosh. it's always a little bit different. So, so just looking at regardless, looking at where you are now, do you want to change? If you do, what do you want to do? So if you're new, what's the physical manifestation of my work? How would it best be manifested? Mm -hmm. If you're, you've been in business and you're wanting to refresh, what have I always wanted to try? Maybe there's a new product line that I want to veer Mm -hmm. into that would be presented Mm -hmm. in an interesting, different way. Mm -hmm. And then look into that and figure out like tech what are the technological challenges of that and you know do you still totally love what it is that you're doing are you ready for a change so that is really the want to and then figure out the how to so then your mindset is is there and then the next time we talk we are going to talk about our favorite pricing, topic
2: pricing. the big one the big one big that's, the, P- I, that's the big one for me that's the one that i that's the one that most people have wanted to talk about that's the big stopper, maybe the, right. the, the big hill. But they I think see in more.
0: this is that is that before you can put the price on the thing is, is that you're building all of this backstory in your mind of what the thing is worth. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you skip that part, if you skip that, like, no, actually, I work so hard to get heartbreaking imagery, to get it right technically, to get it right. The feel, psychologically, all of that. Yeah. So that then I'm gonna bring this beautiful work into being, into a physical right. manifestation. Now what are we gonna charge for it?
2: Right, right. Well, that's a really good, that's a really good cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, that's what we will that's what we will talk about next time.
0: Thanks for being here. And if there's anybody that you know that you feel like would benefit from today's episode, please send it to them. And if you have a minute and you could give us a review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, it means A huge amount to a small little tiny podcast like us. We would really appreciate any reviews. And if you go to at ATJ photo on Instagram and DM me, if there's something that you love, something that you didn't love, or something that you would really like to hear more about that would help you with your portrait photography business, I'm all ears. And I would love to hear what that is. But thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you on the next episode of The Rework.